Yes, family, what is crackalacking? Let's get into the word of God today. I want to quickly pray. Oh, I want to pray. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, you're the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. We need you today in our lives. And even as this word comes forth, even now, God, we pray, let these words not just be mere spoken words, but may they be filled with spirit and life. God, I'm prophesying over the people today. Let resurrection power flood their lives like never before. Let every single person under the unction of my voice receive power. Hey, Abasha. Receive power. Receive power. Into their lives right now. In the name of you, let this word glorify you. Let this word honor you. Let this word remain faithful to the words that you have already spoken. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, welcome. My name is Ayokuna Oduni, senior leader, founder, visionary, all that good, lovely stuff of ANT London. Most importantly, I'm a son of God. And today I want to bring you a word called die, die die. Ooh, sounds like a new track. Die, <laughs> die, die. Yes, baby, it is. <laughs> Me and Susan have really gone through a little, little pre prelude and we've kind of gone into my text a bit, but I'm, I'm going to be faithful to what I've written and go through it and by the grace of God, we're going to die and rise to a new life. My foundational scripture is Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 11. It reads, but if the spirit of him, come on, who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I'm not going to really preach on this text, but I wanted to use the insight from this text that we have, we possess, we are possessed by the spirit that raised Christ from the grave. If you didn't know on Friday, Christ was on the cross hanging for our sins. And if you didn't know, today is the day, the third day that he rose the grave and this scripture lets us know that God exerted power and strength through his spirit the Holy Ghost that enabled the man Jesus who died to rise again and then it gives us this understanding that this spirit Ain't no different to the spirit that's in you right now. Oh, if I don't know, <laughs> I feel like that deserves a praise break, a hallelujah, a voice of triumph, a shout of praise. I don't care how you feel. If you feel bound, I'm here to announce. If you believe in the sun, huh? If you can repent of your sins, baby, that spirit, come on, that raised Christ from the dead is in you. But I want to preach this Holy Ghost from a context of the workings of the believer and how what that looks like that when we got saved and are now being saved. Yeah, so when we were justified we're also being sanctified. What that really looks like. Why must I have to also die, Ayo? No, I'll answer those questions for you. You see, A.N.T., as a shepherd of this house, as a man called and set by God, I was cautioned to feed his sheep. No, no, no. Tend to my sheep. And then he told me to feed my lambs. He, 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 he cautioned me with this word. And he told me that the shepherds that love the sheep, 
lay down their lives for the sheep. Huh? Uh, and and, and, and I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the language that he's using, the symbol that he's using, and I, and I recognize that even if the feeling of the lambs, Jesus is also referred to as the lamb. And he's referred to as the lamb who was slain, honey, before the foundations of the earth. Ah. So when he's even telling me to feed my lambs, he's, he's also giving me a picture of how the father fed him. Fed him from when he was age zero to age 33. And that he was at a stage in his life where he was fit to die. Because lambs are led to the slaughters. Who am I raising? In this house called Anif in London. If you are a part of this house and if you're a person that, that submits under my voice, I'm raising you and I'm feeding you as lambs that are being led to the slaughter. I'm calling you to your death. I'm a man, but I'm in a travail. Come on. I'm a man, but I have a spirit room, baby. And in that spirit room, I'm travailing and I'm in childbirth pains to see Christ formed in you. I'm saying all of this because the word I'm going to bring today is a presentation to an adventure and a journey that I want you to say yes to. That in order for you to really take a hold and take stock as to why you're a part of this folder, as to why you're a part of the body, as to why you're even a Christian in the first place, you must pass through this path. And it's called death. And this is embodied in a scripture called Matthew 16. Oh, I feel the ghost today, darling. Matthew 16, I think it's 24. He, 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 he tells his, his disciples, you know, who I will hear, I will, sit, I will call them believers, people that have believed in him. He says, look, look, if any man will come after me, that means if any man will follow me, and become like me. Herein lies the pattern. Hashtag pattern in the comments. Hashtag pattern in the comments. Because Christ being firstborn amongst the dead meant that he became the pattern for all of us to follow. The scriptures echoes Christ being an example for us to follow. The scripture uh, exemplifies his walk the way that we ought to walk. So how he lived and the fact that he was able to live it is the proof that you can too. Because when we get saved, we get brought into his image and likeness. We get his Holy Ghost. We get his word. We get his voice. We get him. So it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. But herein lies the path you have to take. Herein lies the passage you have to go through. Herein lies the instructions you have to follow. Why am I preaching on Resurrection Sunday? Because in order to experience resurrection power, you must first die. And he calls you. He is calling us to his death. Here is the process. Deny yourself. Here is the process. Pick up your cross. Here is the process. Follow me. I don't want you to believe, Ayo. Demons believe, Ayo. And they shudder in fear. If you say you believe in me, Ayo, show me your faith by your. Yes, we are saved by grace. Yes, we are saved by faith. But yes, we prove the grace, the faith by how we live our works. And he breaks down these steps that are called the cycle of life. He says, Ayo, if you're going to come after me, Ayo, if you're going to build my church, Ayo, if you're going to fulfill the quote of my life, Ayo, if you're going. To really be my disciple, I want you to deny yourself. I want you to pick up your cross and follow me. And guess what? He ain't asking me to do anything that he hasn't done, baby. Why do I say that? I said it before, I'm going to say it again. 
deny yourself. This typifies what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane. Correct me if I'm wrong, that God represents the pressing, right, baby girl? Where it, 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 it represents the crushing. It's where we get the understanding of, of, of new wine from the grapes. You crush the grapes in order for the new wine to follow, right, babes? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So when we say deny yourself, he is saying come to a place where you submit under this crushing. What are we crushing, Ayo, your will? That will that says no when God says go. That will that continues to do whatever it likes because it's right in your own eyes. Even though God says no. Don't you understand people? He gave us free will. That's how Adam was able to sin. Don't you understand people? If God's going to have a people that are going to follow him, he needs to exchange their will from their own to his own. I need you to lose sight of yourself because you have been corrupted for the DNA of Adam. And Adam has chosen his own path, but I have a path for you. Will you follow? Then he says, pick up the cross. This typifies what Christ went through, where after he was sentenced to death, by Pilate and, and the Jews. Uh, they've made him carry his own cross. Uh, they made him carry his own burden. They made him endure and embrace suffering. He endured insults. He endured persecution. He endured rejection. Uh, he endured being, being laughed at the same people he healed yesterday. He was embarrassed, mocked and uh, and abused, taken for granted. But not once did he respond. He was a lamb, silent, led to his slaughter. Picking up the cross means understanding your conformity to me, Ayo, is going to be your ability to endure. What is the mark of my apostleship? Patient endurance. Count it therefore all joy, brethren, when you fall into various trials and temptations. For this testing is proving your faith. This testing is producing in you patience. <laughs> Pick up your cross, Emmanuel. Pick up your cross, Ico. Pick up your cross, Michelle. Pick up your cross, A-N-T. Pick it up. Embrace that my walk with God is going to open me up to some things that aren't nice. Then follow me. Follow you where, Jesus? I've denied myself. I've given up my desires, my dreams, my goals, my ambition. Now, I'm suffering. <laughs> and you're now saying, follow me. Follow you where? Follow me to your death. Oh, yeah, but seek it out of us. Son to every he kind of every he sata. He pants every sotai kifli sata. Hallelujah. Follow me where? To your death. Can I announce to you, A.N.T. <laughs> if it ain't clearer now, let it be clear today. The glory, the wonder, the miracles, the signs, the promises are on the other side of your death. God wants you to come and die. And the beauty of this death, darling, is that it qualifies you for what happened today, 2,000 years ago. It qualifies you to receive the power to live a life free from sin, from the presence of sin, and the power of sin. 
to now live what we echo in a new thing, London, a new life. There is a calling that is masked in these words called follow me. And it's follow me. It's, it's Enoch, walk with me. Halabaso Unto you are not. It's follow me till no longer I see you, but I see me. <laughs> it's follow me that that old Tosan, that old Susan, that old Tambo is there and gone. And I'm now seeing a new man <laughs> that's been recreated in the image of its creator. If we are to believe in the power of a resurrection, if we are to qualify from the power huh, that's to come on from on high, if we are to be endued, if we are to receive power, baby girl, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, we need to understand that that Holy Ghost that came upon you is the Holy Ghost that raised Christ from the dead and the Holy Ghost is only going to fall on dead men. Ah, the old preacher said, there's a song that only dead men can sing. You know what that song is? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It is an ancient song. Sung by men that have no longer considered life of value but have now exchanged what was theirs to now become his. And if we want to experience this ancient power of the gospel, our path is the same, baby. It's the same path Stephen took. He preached that gospel and he preached it so hard that they stoned him. But even when they stoned him, his face shone like an angel. It's that power. It's that gospel. It's that path. Not this new gospel that's me, me, me. Not this new gospel that what can God do for me. Not this new gospel that says get saved and get a husband. Mm -mm -mm. That new gospel that says even if I don't give you the desires, the greatest desire for foot in your life is you having a new life in me. That gospel that says nothing in this world will satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Yeah. It's that gospel. Because that woman had six husbands, but weren't satisfied. She was thirsty. Huh? And Jesus says, you don't know whom you speak to. I have water that if you drink, you will never thirst again. I'm telling you guys, this new gospel that's thirsty for, 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 for things that this world offers that will one day fade away is not the first that God has called us to in his gospel. Ah, he says, in this gospel, you drink and you will never thirst again. Ah, yeah, man, son, tole besi. Ekeman sebrepo ofalain tele disikaya. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's the gospel that calls us to die. In order for us to experience a new life. This path is paved with death. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. and I don't hear this gospel anymore, baby girl. All I have is me, me, me. And you wonder why this generation is riddled with anxiety. You wonder why we live in constant worry. We have forsaken the gospel of seek ye first the kingdom of God. With the promise that all those things you are thirsty for. Laboring for, making your whole life about for, he adds. He adds. Do you know what addition looks like? 
It means that you're doing something else, seeking the first kingdom. And guess what? When you do that, he adds. He adds. He adds. Meaning you don't work to get stuff. You work for him and he gives you stuff. Why are we getting this thing in the wrong order, sweetheart? Why are we chasing stuff and then trying to seek God afterwards? We deceive ourselves. God wants to transition you out of that fully into his wisdom. God wants you to have a life that doesn't go about how much are you sinning. He wants to shift your prayer life from forgive me, forgive me, forgive me to Lord give me the nations. He wants to shift you from being in this state of fighting sin consistently to now walk in your inheritance, which is the hope of your calling, which is to manifest the glory of God. But that path is for disciples. That path is for sons. That path is for those who have said, yes, I am going to deny myself. I'm going to pick up my cross and follow him. There is a deception, baby girl, that is flooding the airways in Christianity today. There is a, there is a spirit of this age that wants to offer you things that God has promised you for a wrong path. Oh, I've come to address the spirit of this age. That thinks becoming a part of A&T is where I can platform myself and get recognition for what the world didn't offer me in the church. Ah, I want to address the spirit of this age that thinks becoming a Christian means God has to put me in the limelight. I want to address the spirit of this age that is exchanging stages for crosses. That is exchanging limelight and, and, and uh, the applause of men rather than ascending into the heavenly places. Oh, I want to address the spirit of the age that came to Jesus uh, in, in the time of temptation in the, in the wilderness uh, and, and promised him things that he was, had to only receive after he died. Oh, I want to address the spirit of this age that has deceived so many of us. In this age of social media that makes us think that we all have platforms to do what we like. In the name of God though, babes. In the name of God. In the name of God though. But whatever we like. So it looks good because we're prophesying. It looks good because people are getting healed. It looks good because things are happening. But these men weren't sent. These men have not been processed. These men have not denied themselves, pick up the cross, or followed Christ. I'm going to preach this gospel today, baby girl. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to preach this gospel, this rugged, crossed gospel. Because deception in the last days ain't just people falling away from the faith, i.e. denying Christ. It's something deeper. Is having the appearance thereof, but lacking the substance of it. The form of godliness, but denying the power. <laughs> Once again, power thereof. What is that power, that resurrection, <laughs> that raised Christ from the dead? Come on, people of God. Follow me to Matthew chapter 7. Verse 13, because there are two paths that you can follow being a believer. We preach this chapter out of context. Wide path ain't going to hell. That ain't what we were talking about. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble. Oh, flipping that can't feel like preaching today. <laughs> ah! Guys, 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 guys. Matthew 7, 
verse 13. Let me say it again. There are two paths. Two paths. Two paths that you can follow. Being in Christ. Being a believer. Matthew 7 is two believers. Baby, it's really hot. It's, it's heating. It's a couple of things, you know? Thank you, sweetheart. There are two parts. I'm going to echo this again. There were ten virgins, but there were five wise and five foolish. Okay? Ten virgins, ten pure people. Five wise, but five foolish. Two types in the same um, what kingdom, same path, same faith. All clean. One foolish, one wise. Okay? Okay? Okay. Okay. So, when I say there's two paths, I'm saying that you can be a believer. And you can try to go and get what was promised through a way that God did not ordain. That's why he said, if any man come after me, he was addressing the path, the way they were walking. This path, this way is not void of sacrifice. It's not void of death. Woe to you that I at ease in Zion. Aya, I died so that you can die too. Aya, I rose from the grave so that you can rise from the grave too. My life, Aya, was a pattern. And if you think you can become like me in your own way, you are that builder who builds on the sand. The day of testing, Aya, will come and you'll be found to be a fraud. So this is why I'm holding in on this. Because you can come to church and be on the wide path, baby girl. You can come to church and think you're doing things for God and you really ain't. You can come to church and think that you've got this on smash, but really he don't know who the hell you are. How are you? Where is it in the Bible, Ayo? Let's go to Matthew 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction hey read slowly again Ayo. enter by the narrow gate for the wide is the gate wait wait so there's two gates babes there's two gates one narrow one wide and that wide gate broad is his way that leads to destruction and many are going by it verse 14 but narrow. Be aware of people that make Christianity about many things when it's about one thing. Be aware of a gospel that's being preached where they're talking about many things when it's about one thing. I need to bring the body of Christ back to the gospel that says this is eternal life. Know me. Not wealth, not riches, not stages, not byproducts, benefits, results of the one. Remember, Martha was anxious and worried about many things. Martha was living on the wide path. But Mary, honey, chose the narrow path. One thing is necessary and Mary has chosen it and it will not be taken away from her. But wide is the path that leads to destruction and what you think you did receive from God will be taken away from you. Reference Matthew 25 the parable of the talents, the man who was given one talent but dug it in the ground and did nothing, lost what he had and was cast into outer darkness. 
So, what am I establishing here? Are you on a narrow way? Are you on a narrow path? Verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few that find. Are you the remnant? Are you the few? I believe AT is a half of the remnant, baby girl. Don't judge us by our size because we know the God in whom we serve. Daniel 11, I think. Those who know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Don't look at the size. Don't think where is happening in the body of Christ is where there are crowds. Beware, take heed, brethren. Let no man deceive you. Narrow is the gate. Difficult. So I even try to say this is easy, baby girl. Difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now check this. He goes up to 15 and says, Beware of fools. Prophets who come to you, baby, in sheep's clothing, hirelings, deceivers, imposters who look the part but lack the substance, who look like Jesus but they ain't got him in the inside. Okay. Inwardly, they are ravenous, ravenous wolves. Verse 16. You will know them. By their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Verse 17. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thereby, for by their fruits you will know them. By their fruits, you will know them. By their fruits, you will know. But God, they have fruit. Yeah, but it's bad fruit, Ayo. You see, it's deep here. The Bible ain't saying these men won't produce results. He said that these men will produce results, but the results won't be from me. How can I say this? How can I say this? Verse 21. Not everyone, Ayo, he says to me, Lord, Lord, will shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of the Father in heaven, many, once again, well, we've seen it, guys. This should put the fear of God in our lives, baby girl. That on that day, he's telling us even right now that many will think they were living for a God who does not know them. We don't hear this gospel anymore, babes. We don't hear this gospel anymore. <sighs> Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say on that door, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. And I will declare to them. I never knew you. Depart from me. Depart from me. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness, you workers of iniquity. Do you know what this is addressing, guys? A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Bad trees can't produce good fruit. The Bible says in Colossians 2 verse 6, talks about being rooted, baby, and grounded in Christ. Meaning the ability to bear good fruit comes in strictly by your relationship of being in Christ. He says the way we enter the kingdom is by way of fellowship, communion, oneness, abiding in me and I in you. From apart from me, you can do nothing. 
He's addressing those that manufacture signs and wonders. Eh? Manufacturing the work of the Spirit. Men who may just be used by God, but don't actually have intimacy with God. Many. And it all starts. From which gates did they enter? Because lest you forgot, people of God, demons have power. Darkness has power. It just can't match God's power. Don't forget, Moses did miracles and they match the miracles. I'm alive, But when it came to the plagues, there was no match. They have power, we have authority. They have power, we have authority. And that authority was even by virtue of the death and resurrection because he took back the keys. Come on. Oh, ascended all power and authority under heaven has been given to me. Apostolic unto you. And we can only access that authority in Christ. Are you guys following me here? So in this age, in this time, in this era, I need you guys to discern and open your eyes. If you're going to pray a prayer point, pray for the gift of discernment. Because, guys, the enemy will offer you a path. He will offer you some mountains. He will challenge you to do some things out of the protocol of God. He will tell you to cast some, some stones into bread because you're hungry. That's a good idea, Satan. I'm hungry. Let me get let me let me use my no 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 but it's written. You try to catch me, but it's written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Are we people? Only know the letter, but a void of the spirit. Can only reference to what was written, but cannot hear the voice. Because Satan took what was written and tried to maneuver it. And this you see, you see, you see, you see, deception finds its glory and power in that it says partial truth. It says truth, but in the wrong order. And this message is a message of order and correction because it's telling us that the gate and the path we have to go by is the narrow one. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow. It's the narrow one. It leads to one thing, death. But that wide path is, is offering all types of things. All types of preachers. All manners of mistresses. Uh, all types of preachers, all manners of folly underneath the carpet, all types of all manner of hidden sin, camouflage with external exterior glory. It ought not to be, and it ought not to be our portion in Jesus' name. The order is crucial. The order is crucial. There was an order, babes, to the tabernacle. Solomon had to do sacrifices. Offer them burnt in the temple. Then the fire came down and consumed it. Then the glory came. Once again, people of God, if there is no death, i.e. sacrifice, there is no glory. If there is no altar, living sacrifice, there is no glory. The pattern remains the same. The path remains the same. If the path you get to your promise does not consist of any cost of death to yourself, beware, you might be deceived. Christ died first, then he was glorified after. Will you die? Will you die? Will die? Or will you settle for being deceived because you're so hungry for the promise? Will you settle 
for Hagar's and not endure the 50, no, 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 the 25 years of patience to birth Isaac? Will you settle? Because Abraham paid a price for that settlement. Those sons of Hagar are the same Muslims that are killing Christians today. Fighting those, what does the Bible call their baby girl? Children of the, um, what's it, Galatians 4? The free woman and the bond servant, right? Yeah. Those, the, the, the children of the, of the bound are killing the children of the free. It's that same price that David prayed when he slept with Bathsheba and killed another man and the Lord says the sword will never leave your house. And his sons tried to overthrow his kingdom. Ah. But God is still faithful because we're still children of Abraham. God is still faithful, baby girl, because still he rose up Jesus from the line of David. Meaning, under grace, by faith, repentance, denying ourselves, picking up the cross, following God to our death, can redeem us from following the wide path. Stop this gospel that's about me, me, me. And understand that Christ is trying to delete you so he can insert himself. I need you to understand, man, that same Matthew 6 talks about, 16 talks about when you come after me and pick up my cross after he says that what will it gain? What will it profit a man, sorry baby, if he gains the whole world but loses his life? The gospel of Christ is the gospel of losing. Because he wants you to lose your life first before he gives you your assignment to the world. Ah, but the spirit of this age wants you to give you the world first at the expense of losing your soul. Are you seeing the deception again? The order got flipped. The order got flipped. This gospel is gaining one thing. His name is Jesus. This gospel is exchanging all of your riches for one seed, the word of God. Can I remind you that unless a grain of wheat, baby girl, falls to the ground and dies, remains a wheat, but if it dies, it, it produces much more fruit. Meaning the kingdom of God means when you come, you lose. But when you lose, you actually multiply. You actually prosper. You actually advance the kingdom of God. I want to announce a new gospel. It's not even a new gospel. It's the same gospel with a new name. It's called the gospel of losing. Losing that we may gain his victory. Because the songwriter said he won the victory. He won. That is victory already. The victory. What? He won the victory. He won the victory. He won. If he won it, it means he owns it and he's able to dispute it as he pleases. We are trying to work for victory. That's what happens when you gain the world. And he's trying to give it to us by grace through faith. We live from victory, not to victory. But that victory has to come by way of you losing. And this loss is coming to understanding that you can't save yourself. <laughs> Can I preach this gospel today? You can't save yourself. You need a saviour. That's why he died. Come to understanding that you are a sinner in need of grace. Come to understanding that I can't live. I can't fulfil the law. Therefore, Christ fulfilled the law for me. Oh, the beauty of grace that he, he accredits to our account. 
his righteousness. I want you to lose your pride, Ayo. Lose your ability to try to save yourself and understand that what you are doing is pride. Humble yourself. Receive the victory that I gave for you, that I won for you. Don't follow the gospel that is me, me, me. Don't follow the gospel that's about what can God do for me. Follow the gospel that says die, die, die. The gospel that echoes in Isaiah 6. Where the angels and the councils are saying, whom will go for us? The gospel is not a gospel of me, me, me. It's a gospel of go, go, go for us. God is inviting you into partnership. Romans 8, if we suffer with him, we will also be glorified with him. He will, you are now, now co-laborers with Christ. He's called us to partnership. He's called us to walk with him. He's called us to abide with him. Look at the beauty of this thing I'm talking about. You're doing me, 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 me. And he's trying to do, let's do life, us, 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 us. He understands there's a glory that awaits you, Aya, but it has to be through this path, with me. Will you die? Because only when you die do you qualify for resurrection power. God resurrects dead people. God resurrects dead people. God resurrects dead people. Philippians 3, 10 to 14. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, be made conformable unto his death. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Paul says, I want to know him so much and the power of resurrection that I'm willing to fellowship in his suffering. Because I understand that it's by way of this path of suffering, <laughs> this path of death, that I get made into his image. That I might be able just to taste and to equate myself with him. To know him more because I also know what it means to suffer. Verse 12. Not as though I have already attained this. Either that I'm already perfect. No, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of. Christ Jesus that I might become that which has already come of me, that I might become him who has already overtaken me. Oh, that I did not count myself to, be, to have apprehended, but this one thing, this narrow gate, this narrow path, I forget the things which are behind. Come on. Come I need you to turn your eyes. Come on. You're not fit for the kingdom if you keep looking back. I need you to fix your gaze this afternoon on him. And understand that we ought to press on towards the mark. For the prize of the high upward calling in, in Christ Jesus. Hello, hello, hello. The path starts with dying. The path is the fellowship of suffering. The path ends in conformity. This conformity is an ongoing pursuit of us being apprehended, of us apprehending what apprehended us. It is a pressing onto the upward calling. Remember, I told you in the beginning, you have a calling to die and to become like Christ. It's an upward calling. It's a one that's ascended. It's the call to come up here higher. You're living too low. Is that 
resurrection power that says, I'm taking you out of the earth, the grave below, and I'm bringing you up to the heavens above. God needs heavenly men to bring the kingdom of God. God needs men that are seated in heavenly places to bring about the kingdom of God. God needs men that have died to this flesh to bring about the kingdom of God. Go and read 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 1. Talks about arming yourself with the same suffering that you may die to the flesh and live a life pleasing to God. So Ayo. So Ayo. So Ayo. So Ayo. What is going to motivate you or motivate me, sorry? To die for him. I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing. I'll scream enough today. I'm closing. I'm in this path right now, people of God. Let me get vulnerable for a second. I'm dying. And my death looks like this for me. It looked like fasting. It looked like sacrificing some pleasures. It looked like saying yes to a deeper call to the secret place. And guys, I'm dying. Every single day, I cry. Every day, even when I feel like I'm not matching up to what I think he wants for today. Because I still came, baby girl, I always hear him say, I, oh, I love you, son. And it's, and it's breaking me. It breaks me. Because I'm still seeing the remnants of the workings for the approval. But the approval is that nobody can please God without faith. And the, the, the approval that I think I need to work for is, was me actually coming to him and saying yes to him every day. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith, not perfection, faith. And the ability, like Susan said earlier on, to obey, to obedience is love. If you love me, you obey my commands. We love Christ because he first, the order, the order, he first loved us. And I have to end this sermon with love because I'm getting to a deeper understanding, sweetheart, that love is the marker, the evidence, actually, that I have passed is the proof that I have passed from death to life. The love that wooed me and called me to die is the same love that I now exhibit that proves that I have passed from death death to life. You see, this thing, dying, another word is surrender. And you see this thing called surrender, as a believer, it's not about giving up what's bad in our life. It's not only about that. It's about giving up my rights as well, baby girl. Giving up what I think my, giving up my freedom to do what I, what I can do in Christ. All things are permissible, baby girl. Few things are beneficial. I've learned that my surrender is my ability to give up my rights. And that's what love is, Romans 14. Love says, if I don't have an issue with eating meat, but Sarah does, Love says, I won't eat meat. But I have every right to eat that meat because to me it's not sin, but to Sarah it is. What did I do when I didn't do it, baby girl? I gave up my rights. Jesus gave up his rights and became a, became a baby, became a man. Jesus emptied himself. See, God ain't calling us to do anything that he ain't done. Became... A man, a servant, 
died like a criminal, rose as the king of the universe. <laughs> a life surrendered is a life that has received the overwhelming love of God and is left with no choice but to lay down his own life to the one who laid down his life for you. 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love, ha, 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 does not love, remains in death. You see, this calling that I was shouting about all day today to die doesn't end there. <laughs> There is a new life awaiting you, A-N-T. There is a new life, Sarah, awaiting you right now. And it's nothing that you could ever think it would be in your own imagination. And you know what's mad about everything I'm preaching today? Well, how does this fit into by faith, Ayo? Die, die, die. I'm going to show you right now. You're already dead. When you got saved, when you got baptized, Romans 6, you died. Clergy's free. You died. Your new life is hidden in Christ, in God. Why am I experiencing it? Faith. Why are you experiencing it, love? Why are you experiencing it, are your obedience? You believe in me. I mean, okay. You want to come after me? Hey, hey, come after me. Okay. You, you have faith in me? Well, here's the works. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. And we can endure it. Because of love. Because love bears all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. And God is love. So maybe, how about we practice love? And how about every time I, I choose to love Susan, I'm actually choosing to die to myself and live in the new life. Every time I choose to love my brothers, I'm dying to my old self and I'm living the new life. How about every time I choose to obey that instruction to love one another, I'm experiencing the process of dying to my old self and living the new life. You see, we've been saved and we're being saved. Justified and now being sanctified. And I want to encourage y'all today in the blessed words of Galatians 2, verse 20. I want you to echo like Paul today. I have been crucified with Christ. Check the past context here. I have been. We can appropriate this death today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? It's daily. <laughs> and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. There it is again, guys. And gave himself for me. Paul says this, I live by faith in this body. I died to my old self. You know what the old Paul saw? Ain't here no more. I've got a new name. His name is Paul. Uh, I've got a new name. His name is Christ. And he lives in me. Happy new you. Christ in you. And this life you're living now on the earth in this tent, in this body. You live by faith. Why? In who? The son of God who loved you and gave himself up for you. Father, we thank you that we are choosing the narrow way today. 
Father, we love you because we're choosing the way of death today. Father, we love you. We say yes to you because we're choosing to say that your way is better. And we are denying every wide path experience and we're choosing the narrow gate. Today we're declaring by the name and by the authority of Jesus Christ that we are dead to sin and alive in God in righteousness. Ah, we're declaring today that we're going to follow Yahweh, follow Christ. We're going to hang on that tree and we're going to die. We're going to have enough faith to know that Christ will rise us up from our death. We walk today with that spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And we receive the power to destroy every works of our flesh, of this earthly and sinful life. And walk in the glorious calling and mandate that we have been given 